Black Monday was one thing where we saw NFL coaches get fired left and right. But David Culley was the latest addition to coaches who have been fired. Of course, the head coach for the Houston Texans. And the fallout of this is very interesting that we want to talk about because it's not just about giving a guy who had a hopeless roster one a one-year raw deal in Houston, but it's also the message it has sent the rest of the NFL as now Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the only head coach left in the NFL who is black. With all of the pushes that the league has tried to negate the problem of a lack of black head coaches and coaching opportunities for black coaches, it's an odd message to send out and a reality to accept for many that there's still problems in leveling out equality when it comes to coaching opportunities in the NFL. I'm Chris Carr of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Joining me will be your boy Q of Locked On Raiders. We're going to talk a lot about this topic and, of course, get you ready for NFL playoff football. Wild Card Weekend is here. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, as always, kicking it with y'all on a Friday, getting you into the end of the week. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You can download this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video. If you're seeing it on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to our channel to get more NFL daily content, not just this show, but all of our NFL content flowing through Locked On Podcast Network. Q, how you doing, man? I'm doing blessed, man. Talking about uh, playoff football coming up this week, kick off the playoffs this weekend, a uh, super wild card. I'm excited about that. The Steelers are in. The Raiders are in. They got in in dramatic fashion. And uh, all you Steeler fans out there, Raider Nation says, you're welcome. Just saying. Yeah, yeah you know, Steelers is about to be saying a lot other things if, if, they, if the Raiders had just taken some knees at the end there and, and, and just said, yeah, we're comfortable with the tie. It would have been the, the craziest, dumbest ending we've ever seen. It's just win, baby. It's not just tie, baby. You don't have to worry exactly. about that. That's, that's, that's why we mess with y'all. Still, there's still a Steeler Nation. Though. There is no anyway. such thing. No such thing. <laughs> no such for thing. For one day. You know what? For one day. For no. one day. Because the Raiders kicked, made that field goal, I will renounce Steeler Nation. They're back tomorrow. But I will just say, there's no Steeler Nation for one day, thank, thanks to the Raiders. Unbelievable. But, but let's get let's get to the to the serious topic of the day. And, of course, David Culley was fired Thursday from the Houston Texans head coaching position. And, it, you know, it's there's a lot of things to, to glean from this, uh, Q, because I, I look at this and it's obvious, you know, John McClain, uh, uh, you know, a longtime Houston beat writer, um, on on the Texans, the Oilers, and the history of football in that city, you know, talked about this guy was set up to fail. And a lot of us talked about the possibility of that with how, you know, the Cardinals got rid of their coach in one year before Cliff Kingsbury came in. Um, but th- this, was a, un- this was an unwinnable situation. The, the, the David Culley was just basically said, hey, here's a year. Have fun being a head coach for a year. Then we'll fire you and get rid of you, uh, you know, after you went around with easily the worst roster in the NFL. There was no chance for him to succeed. There was a chance for him to say, hey, let's build something. Let's find who our our, our tough fighters are who we can build upon in future years and, and find a way to build back. And, and I think the Texans, they had some really good upsets this season despite having a helpless team at times. And it's like he's gone. It doesn't matter what he, what he was going to do. He was never going to stand a chance anyways. And it's an odd message to send uh, as now with him and Brian Flores being fired, there's, no, there's only one more 
black head coach left in the NFL, and that's Mike Tomlin. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. You know, David Culley is a guy who's well-respected across the NFL. I talked to John McClain every single week, and he uh, always told me how much he respected David Culley and how many people across the league really respected him. And that's just unfortunate. As you mentioned, he was set up for failure. And uh, I've used this example before where guys want to be head coaches so bad that they're given an impossible situation. And that's what he was given, an impossible situation. There was no Deshaun Watson. He went through multiple quarterbacks, ended up settling with Davis Mills, the rookie. And he did okay. But, I mean, he, again, didn't have a very good roster. But – David Coley gave it everything he got because he wanted to be a head coach, and he knew going into that situation that it wasn't one that was appealing to anybody uh, but somebody who was desperate enough to take the job. And so he did, uh, knowing that there was probably a good chance that it was going to end bad. It, re- it ended really bad. Uh, you didn't know what they were going to do this offseason, were they going to trade Deshaun Watson or not. And, you know, each and every week I always asked uh, John McClain, hey, do you think Coley's going to stick around? Do you think he's going to have another year? And he said, I, I think it would just send a bad message if they, they fired him after one year. Well, uh, there you go, Houston Texans. They sent a bad message. They fired him after one year. It's just, it's really a shame. And, and uh, I don't know what's next for David Culley. I just know, like I said before, that he's well respected. So I'm sure he's going to land on his feet. But uh, just a bummer for a guy who really wanted to have an opportunity to be that head coach. Yeah, and that's the thing here, Q, is that you know everybody that, that came out of this and says David Culley did a fine job. Heck, they got four wins this season. The Houston Texans were supposed to be dead last in the NFL. You know, they 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 were supposed to be the the no hopes. They, they got as they got as many wins as the Giants. They got more wins than the Lions. You know, this was this was a team. I mean, heck, they didn't finish last in their division. The Jaguars did. Right. You know, this is. This was supposed to be a, a year where the Houston Texans were absolutely no hope, no Deshaun Watson, and the drama following Deshaun Watson right. uh, that was going on. It was off-field drama, on-field hopelessness, and he still found a way to fight here. It, it just it seems it seems very it just seems very off-putting to, to to give a guy that kind of an opportunity, and then and then it's the only the opportunity is a dead end. Like there, the only way to, that you were gonna that you were gonna you know get anything from this would be if someone saw you in that in that job and said hey you know what maybe you can be an NFL head coach somewhere else but who knows if that opportunity even comes for David Culley yes he is respected but there's plenty of guys who've been respected who can't seem to get more work in the NFL after getting fired just unlike Adam Gase and other guys who keep getting second and third opportunities to show that they're mediocre coaches you know I, I, I go back to a message that John Thompson the Georgetown basketball coach uh, talked to, you know talked about back in his heyday when he when him and Tubby Smith were two successful blackhead coaches and he said I hate that we're popped up as examples because black men in in, in these head coaching positions and in all positions in, in, they should be allowed to fail just like everybody else there's so many coaches out there that are allowed to make mistakes over and over and over again and yet they're they're, they're allowed to keep coming back and keep trying again and see if they get this opportunity you get guys like David Cully and who was the Cardinals coach that got fired, you know, just a few years ago before Cliff Kingsbury came in, he got one year right. in, in, in a raw deal. Brian Flores, his two, his back-to-back winning seasons this year. It's the first time in Miami Dolphins history since 2002 and 2003 that they've had back-to-back winning seasons. It hasn't happened for two decades right. and he's out the door. And I get that there might be politics behind this, 
But what message is the NFL sending here, Q? I mean, it's just not the right message, obviously. You know, it just uh, the, the playing field's not even. We all know that. Uh, and unfortunately, the playing field probably will never be even. It's just the reality of the situation. You know, when you talk about David Cully and, 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 and the reality of what his job was in, in 2021 with the Houston Texans, and my belief, and this is just my belief, I haven't heard this from anyone. This is just, again, coming out of my brain. I feel like he was hired in that position to see if they can uh, get Deshaun Watson to get back onto the field and agree to, to play with the Texans and, and all th- everything that was going on uh, to kind of appease Deshaun Watson because he didn't like the ser- situation that was going on in Houston with the front office with uh, not Casario but uh, everyone else there in the front office. And when that didn't work, when uh, they decided that they were going to have to just go ahead and, and basically uh, give him a redshirt year and still pay him, uh, I think that that writing was on the wall for David Cauley already. So uh, I don't know what direction they're going to go, but it's just not a good look uh, across the NFL. And they're trying to do different things. They're trying to put different rules in place that shouldn't be necessary to hire someone just off of you know, the fact that you're qualified for the job. You're a good football mind. You're a leader of men. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? That it just putting your team in a successful uh, position to win. Even when Brian Flores uh, first got hired in Miami, he was supposed to – remember, they were supposed to be tanking, and they were supposed right. to not win any games, and they still went out there and balled out of control. Uh, and, and they only won five games, I believe, that year, but it was like they weren't supposed to win any. And you could see that no. they had some fight, and then all of a sudden, boom, what, back-to-back 10-win seasons or 10 and nine? I mean, whatever it was that he's had. Two, two back-to-back winning seasons. Yeah, Again, there they you hadn't go. done yep. that. Right, exactly. So that, that tells you all that you really need to know. Uh, Miami's in the position that they're in for a reason. Uh, they make bad decisions in the front office, and Houston's in a position that they're in for a reason because they make bad decisions in the front office. I want to look at other possibilities and how to address this situation for the NFL. We'll do that in just a second. Uh, but first, got to talk to you about OnlineGambling.com. Hey, NFL fans, we're all looking at for an edge these days, and we'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's Locked On NFL podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. The ex- experts at OnlineGambling.com give you edges every week when you're picking your predictions, getting your way, and trying to work your way to see who's going to be the correct teams in the NFL Super Bowl at the end of this season. We'll keep a close eye on, 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 on that as the playoffs continue, but only OnlineGambling.com can give you the better's edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tips section, where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks, as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips and info to beat the odds and give yourself the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. We're also brought to you by get upside. Hey, NFL fans, this is Chris Carter and your boy Q with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store. Google play right now. Use promo code touchdown to get up to 25 bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download, your, download for free the GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. Keeping it rolling here in the Locked On NFL podcast, Chris Carter, your boy Q, 
we, we're not done talking about this topic because I, I think this is very, I mean, it's, there's not a thing. This is very important for the vitality of the NFL. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a bit of irony here, or I, I, or I guess backing up what they said, they, you know, the, 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 the rule that initially made it so NFL teams have to interview uh, minority coaching candidates, you know, in their, in their search for head coaches was the Rooney rule named after Dan Rooney, uh, uh, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time that the rule was, was drawn up, you know, the Steelers, they went and signed Mike Tomlin. He's now a historic head coach, a future hall of fame, head coach, 15 straight non-losing seasons. He's got his team to the playoffs and back-to-back years. He's been to two Super Bowls, won one of them. The only active head coach with more Super Bowl wins than him is Bill Belichick. And, He's now the only he's now the standard of black head coaching right now. You know, you look you look at that. And, and like you said, Q, it should it should be only about, hey, is this guy a leader of men? Right. Is this guy coming here? Does he do, do, do the right thing? But it seems like time and time again, there's plenty of guys who get looked over who can do that role. Or if they do get do get that opportunity, they're given the shortest of leashes compared to guys who get second and third chances coming back. Is there something else that can be done? Because they expanded the Rooney Rule. They, you know, they, they, they added more right. steps that you have to do to check boxes during the interview process. But Q, it's looking more and more like these NFL owners. They're not going to actually go through and follow through on these hiring processes to get more black and minority head coaching opportunities and you know and GM opportunities across the NFL unless they're forced to do it by this rule. Right, and you can't force anyone to do anything. You know, that's one thing right. I know. You can't force somebody to, to hire somebody. Just like I can't force you to date somebody that you don't want to date. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. that's the reality of it. And, you know, I don't – honestly, I know a lot of people think that I'm crazy. I don't like the rule. I don't like the fact that there's a Rooney rule. I, I don't think that there should have to be a rule to say you've got to interview Q or you got to interview Chris. Look, if you don't want to interview me, don't interview me. Don't interview me because you think that, uh, you know, because you're checking a box. I don't want to be a box checker. I want to be someone that you actually consider to be on the same level as everyone else, and you're only interviewing me because you believe that there's an opportunity that maybe I'm going to be that leader of men or any other position, and that goes in life. I've never wanted to be the box checker, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily the right approach. I should say, hey, I appreciate the opportunity. Let me go do it and do the best I can, and maybe I'll wow somebody, and I know that's the argument that they have, but I think that's a sham. I really do, and I'm a guy with a chip on my shoulder, and I think that I'm just as good as anyone else at anything else, and if you're only going to interview me out of pity, I don't want it. You can keep your job. You know what I mean? And again, not necessarily the right approach. I should probably take the job and show everyone, hey, look, I can do it. And maybe that'll open up the door for other people. But I'm not trying to be the, the, the guy who blazes the trail. I'm trying to be the guy that gets, you know, what I deserve because I work hard and because you respect me. And so I, I look at it and I, I put it on myself just because it's, it's in layman's terms where I'm never going to be a head coach in the league. So it's not something that I could ever talk about. You're fine. I just feel like it's just... It's a rule that shouldn't have to be in place. You shouldn't have to go interview someone just for the sake of interviewing them. It happens. I get it. Maybe you get one or two guys out of that interview that, hey, man, maybe this guy uh, can be a leader of men. I don't know. You know, there's there's great arguments back and forth with it, but it, it's you can't make someone do something that they don't want to do. And so just like my mom always told me and many people used to tell me that if you can't change the people around you, you got to change the people around you. That's simple as that. I mean, if if – the people that are making the decisions don't want to make the decision to hire someone that looks like you or me, then there's got to be other people that make the decisions to, that will hire someone that looks like you or me. That's just the reality of it. And right now, I mean, these guys are billionaire owners. They're not selling the team to someone that, yeah, you know. Right. They're not just going to cough up right. their position. I don't want to be owner anymore. Get some new blood in right. here. Like, I mean, it's not going to happen. Yeah, like. 
that, that's that's not going to happen. Huh. I think you bring up several good points here. Uh, first and first and foremost, you talk about no no black person goes into a situation saying I want to just be the trailblazer. I, mean, right. I take that back. There are some people who might who might think right. that, but and it might but happen naturally, likely, organically, and that's cool, right? And, and, and let that be as it be, right? But Mike, like Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin never says I'm the black head coach, right? And he knows he's he's a black head coach. Right. He you know he acknowledges that that's part of it. Heck, when people were bringing up, you know, should he go to college? You know, he should he go and coach in college football? He was like, why aren't you asking that of Andy Reid or Sean Payton or John Harbaugh? And and, and he specifically named three white head coaches. There's reasons behind it. He, right. he's, he's not blind. He sees what's going on, but he doesn't want to be the, you know, he doesn't want to be Martin Luther King in the NFL. He wants to just be a good NFL right. head coach or a great NFL head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think he's accomplishing that mission, that, 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 you know, that mission right there. But Q to your point about you can't force anybody to do things. I, I think the NFL thought when the Rooney rule was introduced that it did do something because the NFL went from having a couple of black head coaches to like seven at one point. And it right. was like, okay, maybe there is a hope that the uh, guys will be given an equal playing field but over time those you know, those guys those numbers dwindled those opportunities dwindled they were they and you started to see guys like you said just getting interviewed for the sake of being interviewed i remember it was it was a joke and it was when the same Jerry guys Jones, it was the same guys you know and, and it's always the same marvin lewis and guys like and guys like him you know leslie frazier like like marvin lewis was called by jerry jones uh, you know for an interview for the head coaching job everyone knew he was he was he just wanted mike mccarthy and this was a right. formality right so it, it, the it, the rule can't be about the, the rule can't be about you know you're saying hey you have to interview so and so even though a rule there should be something we're not saying that there shouldn't be some effort by the NFL to curtail this but there has to be something that forces the hand of NFL owners or gets a different decision maker right. in there that says you know NFL owners you may you may own this franchise but you know what there's got there's got to be a stopgap or someone that steps in and says this person is a more qualified well, candidate in, the, in this situation I'll tell you what it is the owners can do one thing but there also needs to be some people that look like us in the general manager position because a lot of times Absolutely. general managers make the decision on who they're going to hire you know or at least they go and present it to the owner so if a Lewis Riddick and I'm just using him for example or somebody yeah. else you know like a Will McClay in Dallas or someone like that is a GM they might look at uh, a guy like a David Cully and say hey I'm going to take him to the owner and that's who I want to hire you know that's that's that makes it a little bit easier because they don't have a problem looking at someone like us and giving us a chance because they already believe in us because they're already in that position but again they got to start at the top of the food chain, you know what I mean? So it's just, you know, and John McClain, the great John McClain, love talking to him each and every week. He always tells me that, Q, it, it, you can't do anything as long as the same people are in place that are making the same decisions because it's a buddy system. We all know that. They're going to hire who they know, who they like, just like in Houston. You watch who gets the job. It'll be somebody that is someone has a Patriots ties. Now, look, it might be Brian Flores. It might be O.J. Mayo. It, uh, not O.J. Mayo. Uh, who's the – Gerard Mayo. O.J. Mayo was a basketball player. My bad. Shout out yeah, to O.J. Mayo. I, I was going to let you slide. I was, I was, yeah, you know, I was I, like, that doesn't role. sound right. It was – yeah, Gerard Mayo was the, what, linebackers coach in, in, in New England right now, right? He's linebackers yes. and, and defensive coordinator. He, it might yeah. be him. It's going to be someone that, that Casario is very familiar with, and they're going to come from New England. I mean, it's just bottom line. And unfortunately, David Culley was, you know, collateral damage for it. But again, man, it really starts at the top. You got to get people that look like us into the positions that, uh, you know, that are in powerful positions because then they can make hires uh, in, in that kind of position and put guys in, in, into the head coaching spot. So it's just, it's a big cycle, man. And, you know, that's why one thing that I respect about the Raiders is, and I know it's called the Rooney rule, but Al Davis never needed a rule. 
You know, and the Rooney's never needed a rule. They went and did their thing on their own. Yeah, but Al not. Davis hired Tom Flores, a man of color. He hired Amy Trask, first woman CEO, hired Art Shell. I mean, there's guys after guys after guys and women that, that Al Davis hired because they were, they were qualified. It wasn't because, mm-hmm. well, I got to check this box. Let me go interview this woman. No, he just was like, hey, Amy Trask, is, she's on her stuff. She knows what she's doing. Let's hire her. Tom Flores is awesome. Let's hire him. Art Shell's cool. Let's hire him. That's what he did. You know what I mean? And it's just, yeah. it's, that's just the reality of it. And we need to get more people. And I'm not saying this because I host the Locked On Raiders podcast and I'm a Raider fan. I'm just saying we need to get more Al Davises in there. We need to get more Roonies in there. Then we have, no disrespect, but like Jerry Joneses and, 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 and cats mm-hmm. that are in the, in, in the Houston Texans organization. I mean, it's just, it's just what it is. I mean, we all, we all know the name of the game, man. It's, it's never going to be an even playing field until the people that make the ultimate decisions are not the same people to make the ultimate decisions. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think it's always ironic. You know, you look back at that 70s era when the Steelers and the Raiders were were the, the nemesis of each other. They they were they were they hated each other, right. but they were doing trailblazing things on both ends. You know, Al Davis was was hot with you know you know was bringing in minorities. You know, Tom Flores, you know, he came into the fold. The Steelers were the first ever organization to have a black assistant coach in Lowell Perry. Perry, uh, you know the you know the, the Steelers, you know, aggressively pursued HBC. CU athletes, the Raiders, you know, they, they, they had that. Same thing. I mean, this, this is something that, yep. that that's happened for such a long time that these two organizations are pillars of, and there's other organizations out there, but you know, it goes to your point. If the owner isn't going to change their mind. And I mean, the, the, the Texans owner, the Titans owner, like those, there's, there's guys out there that are just like, mm, I don't, I don't know if they're going to ever, if ever change their mind about these things. This is this is what it comes down to. So the NFL has to find a way to deal with that. But again, those are the guys that run the NFL. Right. You know, they're the ones that they 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 they're the billionaires. They make the money. We'll see it. We'll see if if change ever comes about in the NFL and how it happens. But we got a lot of actual football to talk about this weekend. There's playoff football, six games, so we don't have to make up a pick six. We got a pick six. <laughs> In all of our in, in all of our playoff games, we'll cover that in just a second, giving you our picks for the weekend. But first, I got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, it's playoff path a playoff path here. Actually, begins its playoff path here, getting you getting you ready here. BetOnline is the number one place to to put all your bets down on sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure, be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and bet online where the game starts. We're also brought to you by Built Bar, with it being the new year that means there's new year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure that you include built bar in your plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it unlike some of those protein bars that could be chalky waxy or just downright nasty you want to eat healthy but it gets boring. By week three, you're thinking, this is just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, good news. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They also contain usually just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and packs 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the average candy bar that has around 240 calories, 
30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs, that's an easy health decision for you. So if, you, if you're sitting around, if you got your secret stashes for snacks, throw out away all those junk foods and candy bars and replace them with Built Bars. You can do so by going to Built.com to find your favorite flavor because they have so many between peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, salted caramel, mint, brownie, coconut, almond, all those are flavors available. When you go to Built.com to find your favorite flavor, and if when you go to Built.com, be sure to use that promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C. CKED15 locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of built bars from built.com. Again, that's locked 15 as a promo code when you go to built.com to get 15% off your next order of built bars. Let's get to it, Q. It's playoff time. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. Got some good games. I'm excited. This is the first time I've been saying all week on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. This is the first week in four, or yeah, first week in four seasons that I've had an opportunity to talk about. Uh, a playoff game, as far as the Raiders are concerned, first time. Ooh, okay, I know that okay. that's I, I know that that's something that you're used to. You're a, a, a you know a regular a regular visitor to the playoffs, but <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited, man. This is the first time that I've ever got to talk about the Raiders in the playoffs in four seasons as a as a host on here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So this is this is new. Uh, this is new territory for me. I'm enjoying it. Well, let's talk about the Raiders because that, that's actually the first game this weekend. Saturday, 4.30, they go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals team that has looked pretty strong going into the playoffs. But so have the Raiders. I, You know, we, we talked about this before, Q. I wrote the, these Raiders off, you know, and, and not because they stink or, right. or Las Vegas stuck. It was just John Gruden's gone, Demon Arnett, Henry Ruggs, all those things. And I was just like, man, this is tough. But then they go on this win streak at the end of the season, beating the Browns, beating the Broncos, beating the Colts, all three teams that were pushing to make the playoffs, and then eliminating the Chargers in that final week, um, you know, and, and pushing. That's four wins to end the season. And I, I picked the Raiders last week because I was like, you know what? This team has shown true fight. They've shown right. true resilience in this moment. But now they're facing a Bengals team. That whew, how how, been how fitting is this though that they're facing the Bengals when we started off the whole season talking about the Bengals and I, yeah and didn't think that they were gonna be anything and I've come total full circle on the Bengals right like oh I respect the hell out of them man they they've proven me wrong time and time again now all of a sudden here we are and we're talking about the Bengals and Raiders are you serious how does it's, that happen it's serious this, this is fate this is destiny <laughs> um but the Bengals have had an interesting season because they they at one point they were the one seed everyone thought they were unstoppable. Then they lose two in a row to the Jets and the Browns and in embarrassing fashion. They get a bye week. They come back. They beat the Raiders earlier in the season, 32-13. They crush the Steelers the week after that, but then they lose to the Chargers and the Niners. Then they win three important games. They beat the Broncos by five. They beat the Ravens. Then they beat the Chiefs in spectacular fashion, locking up the division and allowing themselves to rest their players, which is why they lost to the Browns and they got swept by the Browns at the end of the season. But I look at this matchup. The Bengals on paper should win this game, and I'm picking the Bengals. But Q, what are you putting down on the Raiders? Is this is this the week that they pull off the upset? They continue this Cinderella run. You know, I think this game is very evenly matched. You know, this is what I've been telling everyone on the Locked On Raiders podcast all week. Uh, I think both of these teams have flaws, and I think these both of these teams have strong weakness, uh, strong strengths, and and they're both ten and seven on the season. You know, I mean, they both uh, played basically the same kind of season. They had teams that they beat. And you're like, whoa, that was a big win. And then you looked at some losses and said, what the hell happened there? How did that happen? You know, and you know that for a fact, you had to. 
wear Jets colors or Jets stuff on I your face. I had to wear Jets yeah. stickers. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's just. they lost to the Jets. Exactly. So that just lets you know. And I know that they're not the same team now that they were when they lost to the Jets. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I think this game comes down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. And I know that Bengal fans are going to crush me. I'm going to rock with the Raiders because they're on a four-game winning streak. And why not? Like I said, this is the first time I've been in the in the playoffs in four seasons. Uh, first time I've been able to talk about the playoffs. So I'm just, I'm, I'm getting used to this. I want to kind of ride it out another week. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to uh, find a way to get a three-point victory. I think the the over-under, I think betonline.ag's got them at like 49 and a half as far as the total points. I don't think it's going to be that high. I think it's going to be like a 17-14 game or a 21-17 game. Um, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and pick the Raiders to, to win it. I just think that Joe Burrow and company may make you know one more mistake. The thing is, the Bengals haven't won a, a, a playoff game in 31 years. It's the coast. It's, it's the, 1991. Yeah, it's the it's the curse of Bo Jackson. They haven't won a game since since they uh since they won that game against the Raiders and Bo Jackson when he got hurt and he never played it down again. So the curse of Bo Jackson wow. is still going. Uh, the Raiders haven't the Raiders haven't led. Think about this, Chris. The Raiders haven't led in a postseason game since. The calendar year 2003 when they got a 3-0 lead in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay and eventually lost. So I remember that. Two teams um, that are desperate, man. But I'm rocking with teams. the Raiders, and you're rocking with the Bengals. Yep, that's our first split here. Let's move on to the night game on Saturday. Patriots at Bills. These teams split their, the, split their games earlier. It's supposed to be freezing like right. they're talking there's a lot of talk in buffalo right now about people if you're going to the games you need to protect yourself against hypothermia that's seriously what it could be like they're saying the high could be six and that's at the start Jeez. of the game they could dip down even colder um so this is going to be an interesting game cue but I'm rocking with the Bills. Mm-hmm. They're the number one defense in the NFL, both in total yards, passing yards, and points allowed. They're playing better football as of late. Um, and Josh Allen is looking solid again. He's, he's making plays. And the Bills, they're another team that they've been up. They've been down. There there were times that you're thinking, like, wait a second. I, I thought this was supposed to be a Super Bowl team. Um, and granted, their last four games, they've won in a row. They're not against superstar teams. They beat the Panthers, yay, the Patriots, which, you know, they're the team they're about to face, but then they beat the Falcons and the Jets. Not like, you know, any any superstar teams there, right. but they're going forward into this game on a, on a win streak. And the, But when you, you look at the New England Patriots, they've got a rookie quarterback. They've lost three of their last four. Their only win on their last four games is against the Jaguars, and they lost embarrassingly to the Miami Dolphins last week. That's why I'm riding with the Bills. I think they're headed in the right direction. They're playing they're playing really good defense, and I think that's going to be the key. Yeah, well, I, ju- I just think that, you know, you got a rookie quarterback in uh, Mac Jones going into this game, and like you said, the weather's going to be a factor. I don't want to cancel out Bill Belichick, but I just think that Buffalo's got more uh, experience, and this is playoff football, and so uh, I, I don't I don't rock with a rookie quarterback too often, so I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Bills for every reason you said, and then on top of that, Mac Jones is a rookie, and this is playoff football. The stakes are a little bit higher than they were in the regular season. Eagles Buccaneers first game on Sunday at one o'clock. <laughs> Dang, like that's how you feel about this for real. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want to be disrespectful or sound disrespectful. I just don't think that the Eagles have the chops to get it done. I mean, I like Jalen Hurts a lot, yeah. but Tampa Bay, even with the distractions of AB and whatever's going on with that situation or what when happened with that situation, I just think Tom Brady is good enough to get them over the hump in this game. I really don't think it's even going to be close. I think this is going to be the one game of the weekend everyone looks at and is like, eh, that wasn't really a good game. Yeah, I, I'm right with you. The Buccaneers are a, are a more loaded roster. The Eagles deserve a lot, deserve props yeah, and respect for, sure. for fighting it out, clinching that playoff spot in Week 17, not even Week 18, Week right. 17, which is how, why they 
got their guys rest. But th- this is a roster that they need time to build around. They'll be able to do it next year. I think Jalen Hurts d- deserves commendations for what he's done this year to help the, help the Eagles move forward. And the Eagles, as, as a team, they deserve commendations. But uh, I just think them going on the road, facing the Buccaneers, as a touch too tough of a matchup. If they had if they had gotten you know the Niners or even if they if they'd even gotten the Rams, I might have said like you know there, there's there's a chance they could sneak that team. Not the Buccaneers, though, the reigning Super Bowl champs and Tom Brady. Plus Tom Brady, he's still mad about that Super Bowl. Don't let him fool you with that smile of his. Let's move on to the 4:30 game. It's an old school NFC rivalry. This used to be like the the, the showdown of the 90s. The Niners versus the Cowboys. These uh-huh. are much different much different teams. The Niners a 17 point comeback last week to fight their way into the playoffs. The Cowboys though, they have been they have been a team that I've looked at and man, they are fun to watch. Um you see how they how, how they came came into this. They won five of their last six games heading into the playoffs. Granted, Two games against Washington, one against the Giants, one against Philly, one against the Saints. Not superstar teams. And their one loss was to the Cardinals. The, you know the um, you know the only other the only other team that had like a, a really strong record of, of that group. But I, I like the way they play defense. Michael Parsons will be back. Uh, they've got Diggs. They're going to be getting after the quarterback. I um, and I just I don't believe too much in Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. I think he did a fine job last week and, um, and, and bringing him back. But I think if you go down again like that, the Cowboys aren't going to be a team that lets you back up. You know, I, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I really do. I think they're more physical than the Cowboys. I think that uh, they, they kind of been there, done that at this point. I don't trust the, the coach on the sideline for the Cowboys. I think they've been getting it done by way of defense and creating turnovers. Uh, if they're not picking the ball off or, or causing fumbles, uh, they, they, they struggle a little bit. So I do think that uh, the 49ers are going to play play a, a style of bully ball. I like bully ball, and uh, I think that they've won some pretty big games down the stretches to get into the position that they're in right now. So this is a throwback to the 90s. It excites me. It's a game I look forward to watching. I'm so glad that uh, you know I get to see it in its entire without interruption, but uh, I think that the San Francisco 49ers come out with this victory. All right, this is the game that I'll be covering. Steelers at Chiefs, Sunday night football. 8-15, the Steelers somehow, someway fought their way into the playoffs. The seven seed plays. Raiders the two put you seed. there. Chiefs. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. By by not tying. Thank you, Raiders. <laughs> yeah, for, for not to you could have lost and, and you'd have been out the playoffs, and it still wouldn't have mattered. If the Chargers, yeah, thank you. So all you did had to do was just not do the one thing, which is tie a football game. Well, so, they didn't. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, but uh, but in all seriousness, the Steelers, it's been interesting here in Pittsburgh, Q, because Ben Roethlisberger, throughout his entire career, when he starts getting, like, sarcastic with the media, that's when we start looking around like, okay, what's he planning? What's going on here? And, and on Wednesday, he came out and talked to us, and he was like, you know, we don't even really stand a chance. We're 20-point underdogs. Who who even thinks we're going to win this game? We're just going to go in there and have fun. And some, and if you if you know Ben Roethlisberger speak, you know that's him being like, we don't care what y'all think. We about right. to go in here and try to do the doggone thing. And I'm not saying the Steelers are going to. In fact, I'm picking the Chiefs to win. I do, But I do think the Steelers are going to find a way to make this game competitive. And all of a sudden, people are going to be looking up. There'll be eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And you're like, wait a second. How are the Chiefs not crushing this team? Right. Why is this game close? Uh, and the Steelers might even get a lead in the fourth quarter in this one. But I just think Patrick Mahomes, they may confuse him for a time. They may get after the quarterback, TJ Watt. He tied the sack record last week. Should have heard the sack record, if you ask me, um, you know, by, by, by itself. Um, but, you know, the, the Alex Highsmith, he's been really good. Cam Hayward, double-digit sacks up the middle. This is a team that can get after the quarterback. I think they will 
get after him and they will slow things up. But I don't think the Steelers have enough have enough firepower and offense to capitalize when they even do make those mistakes. And you can't beat Kansas city with field goals. You've got to beat them with touchdowns. That's what I think is going to do the Steelers in this one. But do you see an upset happening here? Q? No, no, I don't. I, I do think that Mike Tomlin will have his guys ready to go. I think they'll go out there and give it everything they have. Uh, big Ben is, is basically in my opinion, just talking about the, the fact the Steelers are playing with house money, you know, no way expects yeah. them to be there. So they don't have any pressure. They go in there and beat Kansas city. Well, Hey, that was a big shock and shout out to the Steelers. Steelers. Now, if Kansas City loses, it's like, what in the hell happened to them? They've got all the pressure. Yeah. They've got to beat the yeah. brakes off the Steelers. they got to win and win convincingly or else something's wrong with them. So, And they've been questioned all years long. So I think that Big Ben knows that he has no pressure. He's going to go out there and play loose. It's probably going to be his last game of his career. But whatever, it is what it is. So I got Kansas City win this game, but I do think it'll be entertaining. Mike Tomlin's not going to let them just get blown out. I think it's going to be really interesting. Last one here, Monday Night Football, Cardinals at Rams. Monday now, night football, baby. I'm excited. Playoff game yeah. on Monday night football. That's exciting. It, it is exciting, though. I do think it's a bit unfair to uh, those teams because now they're going to get the short week going into ah, next who cares? week. <laughs> cares? It's Monday Decent. night football. Forget your health. Well, you no, might they're get- fine. It's not like they got to play a Thursday <laughs> night game. They're fine. They'll be all right. Rub, rub some dirt in it. Uh, <laughs> right. That's right. But these are two teams that – I'm a little nervous about if I'm if I'm supporting them because the Cardinals lost four of their last five games right. going going into the playoffs and 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 they didn't lose them pretty either you know they 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 lost to the Rams they lost to the Lions in disgusting fashion they lost to the Colts they lost to the Seahawks they beat the Cowboys which was the redeeming factor because that's a that was their real playoff opponent of those bunch you know other than the Rams. Um, but I mean, you look at the you look at the Rams themselves. The Rams, they lost last week, giving up a 17 point lead to a Niners team that you know they they wanted to beat. It wasn't like that. Now heading into that game, they were on a five game win streak. They were looking really strong again. But they've had those letdowns this season. In fact, they got swept by the Niners. Is this a game that you think the Rams get their get their win? I know you 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 and I we have not been big Matt Stafford guys, and this would be his first ever playoff win if it happens. Or do you see Kyler Murray taking the dub? Yeah, I see Kyler Murray taking the dub, and, and it's not even like one of those that I have to think about. I don't think Matt Stafford's a winner. I just don't. I don't think he has winning traits. Uh, he never has, and I know everyone's going to say, but he was in Detroit. Yeah, well, ifs and buts, we all know how that saying goes. I just don't think that Matt Stafford is is that guy. He's he's a, he's a great talent, but he's shown the, that he's going to turn the ball over or can't throw a lot of turnovers uh, and throw some picks and stuff, and that's, that's not going to – get it done in the playoffs it just isn't so uh i i looked at this game and it really i had to break it down for a quick second because it's like who do i trust more cliff kingsbury or matt stafford and i came to the conclusion that i trust cliff kingsbury more but that was even hard to do so i'm gonna rock with the cardinals because i i looked at the quarterbacks and who do i like better i I like kyler murray more than i like matt stafford so that's why i'm picking the cardinals uh but we'll see how it shakes out because cliff kingsbury could always find a way to cliff kingsbury it up and uh, mess it all up. He certainly can. He has a lot in his career. Um, the Locked On Cardinals guys have been all over that conversation. Um, if the Cardinals lose this, it's there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of bad talk about that situation. But right. that's why I'm going with the Rams. The, the Cardinals have trended downwards for.
for too long at the end of this season. Um, you know, and I, I, I like Kyler Murray a lot better than I like my, Matt Stafford, but this Rams roster with Aaron Donald, with Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, with Odell Beckham Jr., with Cooper Cup, they've got too much talent on it. I think to to you know for the Cardinals to come in and hope that the Rams slip up, uh, and not that the Rams can't slip up because they absolutely can. Matt Stafford can blow this one, uh, but I'm picking the Rams. They're at home. They need this one. The Cardinals haven't been playing strong late, and that to me is is the deciding factor. So we're split on quite a few this week. Q, you have you have the Raiders. I have the Bengals. You have the Niners. I have the Cowboys. You have the Cardinals. I have the Rams. Some interesting dynamics here on the Locked On NFL podcast, but. We will be talking about all of those games on the Monday episode with Bo Brack here on the Locked On NFL podcast, as well as all the things that debut on this channel on, on YouTube. Thanks so much for checking this video out on YouTube. If you if you liked it, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button for more. It's not just us. There's several hosts on this show all throughout the week, and you'll get all the NFL content the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Q, let people, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Oh, just on Twitter, man. That's where you can always find me, at your boy Q254. You can always see my radio show, the guests I got coming up, uh, Locked On Raiders Podcast. Put that out on the on, on Twitter every day. Locked On Bets, put it out on Twitter every day. Uh, anything that you want to find that I do, just check out Twitter, at your boy Q254. How about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Uh, you, can, you can find my work, Junkie Fine. Cues on the Locked On Steelers podcast. He's Locked On Raiders. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, all the things. And we're always free Monday through Friday, breaking things down for you the best that we can. Q, it's always a pleasure doing the show with you, my friend. We're happy to do this. Be back. We'll be back with you next week, getting you ready for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs right here on the Friday episode of the Locked On NFL podcast. Glad you got a haircut this week. Hey, thanks, man. I, got, I like my fade.